This is the John Oakley Show podcast. This is it. When you kind of legalize things and open the sluices at both ends, uh, there's no telling where this magic may lead us. To magic mushrooms, potentially. That's what they're saying. No, my hand to God. Uh, This story from Bloomberg says the first companies developing medical treatments from psychedelic drugs like LSD, ketamine, and the active ingredient in magic mushrooms are gearing up to list on Canadian stock exchanges. I think uh, in Denver they legalized uh, psilocybin, which is what magic mushrooms is. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? You know that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I read the headline. Yes, I did a couple months ago. You know, there was an interesting... uh, Jimmy Schubert, a comic, once had a great uh, routine on... It was not magic mushrooms per se, but it was like, you know, people getting high, uh, licking a toad. Toad licking? Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, but <laughs> that's the punchline right there. Well, yeah, but how did they arrive at that? I mean, what other animals did they test? Okay, I before think I've they heard fu- this routine. How did they figure out that licking this toad would make them feel that way? Well, yeah, and, you yeah. know, first you grab eagle. <laughs> no, <Nope>. nothing. Yeah, <laughs> badger. <clears throat> nothing. Toad. Mm. And so this is where you know it's a trial and error kind of a scenario. I just thought it was kind of quaint, and I'd. Bring it to your attention because I wanted to talk about this phenomenon of uh, Canadian stock exchanges might be crackling again with investment in these companies that are dealing, well, medical treatments primarily from psychedelic drugs like LSD and magic mus- mushrooms. Let's get Mitchell Osak in here, partner consultant with the cannabis, advi- he's a cannabis advisory lead at MNP LLP. He's our go-to guy when we talk about, you know, the legalization of these formerly illicit drugs. Mitchell, good to have you back on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Great to be here, John, but I'm not prepared to uh, discuss licking toads. I'm not in favor of that. (laughs) Is is that still illegal, or do we know? You know what? I wouldn't know. I'd have to check with my uh, panel of experts, but it's not something that I have. All right. Uh, We'll let you off the hook this time. Uh, But, Mitchell, help me out here. I mean, uh, is it imminent, then, that these psychedelic treatments might just get uh, listings on Canadian stock exchanges shorter, uh, sooner rather than later? Well, my medicine, um, the the company referred to in that Bloomberg article, is planning a listing in March on the NEO, which is a an out uh, part of the Canadian Stock Exchange in Toronto. So it's entirely possible that we'll see our first uh, psychedelic uh, driven company listed on a Canadian Stock Exchange. Okay, MindMed, that's the company. I don't know what the sticker uh, or the ticker uh, s- uh, symbol will be, but nonetheless. My understanding is that uh, Kevin O'Leary, Shark Tank star, is an investor in this company. Yes, he is. Um, and so is Bruce Linton, the founder of Canopy Growth, mm. which still today is the largest uh, cannabis company in Canada. Yeah, but we've seen what's happened to cannabis companies. Last time you and I talked, uh, some of these CEOs had to walk the plank because of poor performance, didn't meet expectations, and so on and so forth. Uh, are they more confident this time going up this hill? Uh, on the psychedelic side, yep. yeah, it's really, really early, early days right now. And to answer your first question, is legalization imminent? No, not in 2020 or 2021 in Canada, not likely. But you know, psychedelics hold uh, the potential to revolutionize you know treatments of PTSD, um, anxiety, grief, and so on. So this is something where when we look at um, what could be truly transformational from a patient standpoint, psychedelics promise to do that, and there's a lot of research to back that up. There is. So uh, clinical trials being conducted as we speak are already having been conducted? Yes, they are. Uh, phase two and phase three clinical trials. And importantly, the FDA in the United States has uh, given breakthrough status for certain trials 
um, regarding the approval process. So that will accelerate the approval process of certain therapies that treat PTSD. When you say there's been extensive research to this end, uh, PTSD, anything else? I mean, anxiety, schizophrenia, blah, blah, blah. Psychedelics can actually address those things, or is it too early to tell? No, well, it is early to tell because we need a lot more research and evidence-based medicine um, for this to become widespread. Having said all of that, the early uh, results from a number of these trials show, and I, and I I'm not embellishing when I say this, transformational results versus traditional psychiatric therapies. And that's one of the reasons why the FDA has granted uh, many of these trials and many of these therapies special status. So, of course, more needs to be done. But if you look at the the potential number of PTSD cases, um, high grief, high anxiety, and so on and so forth, this really could be breakthrough treatments for a lot of Canadians and Americans. Again, we're talking to Mitchell Osak, partner consultant, cannabis advisory lead at MNPLLP. When it uh, deals with drugs that heretofore were illegal, uh, this is something new ground being broken. Certainly we know about the legalization of cannabis and its treatment, uh, you know, for certain things uh, that ail people. Now we're talking about LSD and even magic mushrooms for potentially... In fact, I'm hearing that... uh, the magic mushrooms may be uh, a treatment for terminally ill patients with cancer uh, to treat, quote, end-of-life distress. What do you hear, Mitchell? Well, there's a psychotherapist out of British Columbia, um, a real pathfinder, uh, and his name is Bruce Tobin, and he has been treating, um, trying to treat patients legally um, over the past number of years with what's called end-of-life distress, which could be people with, say, stage 4 terminal cancer who very often go into a mental funk. Um, and that's not surprising when you know that you're likely not going to live and you sort of recount your your um, lost ambitions and so on and so forth. Uh, Mr. Tobin has found that by these people consuming magic mushrooms and other derivatives that they themselves have gone out and gotten through illegal dispensaries in Canada. They've shown a market and improvement in their mental state and outlook on life and have become much happier people who are better able to deal with their unfortunate circumstances. My understanding is uh, he feels that Health Canada has been slow to react to his petitions to get this stuff certified. Yes, and uh, he he put his first petition in in 2017, and now we're almost three years into that. Health Canada has been slow, but in their defense, they've also been legalizing cannabis for the adult use market in Canada. So the reality is they they probably have their hands filled with cannabis, a product that a lot of Canadians currently use and did use illegally, um, and without the same kind of stigma that magic mushrooms would have in the marketplace. So without a doubt, um, Health Canada has been too slow, and I will agree with Mr. Tobin around that. On the other hand, this is a whole no group whole brave new world of of drugs, and they need to uh, proceed in a very measured and disciplined fashion. Yeah, I mean, when Tobin says we can see the results in many cases very quickly, as quickly as the next day, uh, I don't know. I mean, he's obviously pumping the tires of this because he's got a vested interest, but uh, if it's as good as he says, uh, I would think that this would be something that would have a lot of advocates or adherents rallying around it, you know, uh, end-of-life type of advocacy and so on and so forth. Is that happening? Yes, it is happening. It's mostly happening on the in the underground economy, much like medical cannabis did uh, before it was legalized in 2013. So 
Uh, numbers are hard to come by, but it's estimated that thousands of Canadians use magic mushrooms and their derivatives to help them cope with their distress and PTSD and so on and so forth. So what we're seeing now is the beginning of a groundswell of support, like we saw with medical cannabis, to sort of incentivize and prod the Canadian government to start looking at legalizing derivatives of magic mushrooms and other you know, kind of psychedelic drugs. My guess is this is going to be uh, done in conjunction with psychiatry or psychotherapy, isn't it? Yeah, I would call this um, sort of psychedelics as a service. So what we'll likely see when and if these products become available is some sort of a drug, and it could be um, you know, a derivative of magic mushrooms or something created synthetically in a lab. And the treatment would be accompanied by uh, some form of ther- therapy, whether that be talk therapy, psychotherapy, and so on, over an extended period of time. So the old adage about taking magic mushrooms, that it's a trip, um, this will be a trip but it'll be a medically monitored trip. Yeah, I was going to say, what we'll see. Sorry? somewhere in the great beyond, Dr. Timothy Leary right now is clicking his heels. This, yes. This is what he was among advocating. Hmm? Among others. <laughs> yeah, there, before the war on drugs started in the United States and Canada in the early 1970s, there were a lot of researchers who uh, proclaimed the benefits of LSD and, and similar types of products for treating these kinds of issues. Unfortunately, you know, the government stepped in and, and put a clamp on uh, research and so on and created, at least in the United States, you know, LSD and magic mushrooms as a Schedule One drug, which would make it equal to, say, cocaine and heroin and so on. And there was a, a complete kibosh to any kind of research. Fortunately, we're seeing the pendulum start to swing back, thanks to the legalization of cannabis, where researchers and governments are taking a new look at the medical benefits of these kinds of therapies. Fascinating. So uh, you're saying it's imminent, uh, and this is all uh, going to be listed shortly on the Toronto Stock Exchange or the NEO Exchange, uh, maybe in just a couple of weeks' time. These companies that deal in this kind of uh, treatments, MindMed being one such, as we said, Shark Tank star Kevin O'Leary's an investor, as well as the uh, former head of Canopy Growth, Bruce Linton. Good to know, Mitchell. We'll keep uh, an eye open for uh, developments on this front and talk soon. And I thank you. And I'll check out the licking the toads idea. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, uh, this is something on a need-to-know basis. Could you get back to us and tell us if it's legal to do and where this whole thing was derived? I'd really be curious. And what the uh, active ingredient is in toad, whatever that mucus is on their backs, <laughs> don't sweat, uh, so that maybe we can can it and get our own listing on the stock exchange. Uh, Absolutely. You've got your marching orders, Mitchell. We'll talk again. Thank you, John. All the best. You got it. Mitchell Osak, Partner Consultant, Cannabis Advisory Lead at MNP LLP. So, Dr. Timothy Leary, interviewed the dude years ago. I mean, uh, that was a trip in and of itself. Wow, that's pretty cool Yeah, for the resume. Well, yeah, there's a lot of coolness on the resume. What was his (laughs) aphorism again? Uh, Tune in, what? No. No, Tune out, turn on. Oh, yeah, that, no, actually, it was, it was drop out. Yeah, there he does. Because I thought it was tune out, turn on, drop dead, but that was Alfred E. Newman. That was Mad Magazine. Drop out, I got it. But drop dead was actually what Alfred E. Newman said. Uh, what, me worry? Yeah, exactly. There you go. Whatever happened to Mad Magazine? They stopped publishing it, what, a couple months ago? But I saw it the other day. <laughs> no. So, yes. No. Yes. You okay. can still get it online, but you can't get it in print anymore. 
just for certain Loved issues. Them ad. They do yeah. special issues. I think they did a Super Bowl one. Did they? Yeah. Okay. I always used to like the Spy versus Spy. That was my favorite too. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Great minds thinking alike. That's what we got in play here, folks. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.